Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, beasts and freaks. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Hope you guys are having a fruitful morning. Hope you guys had a fruitful evening. And I hope all your dreams and goals are being followed and pursued with a passion. Today, as always, I have uh, a couple of uh, qualms with the situation uh, worldwide. You guys know uh, lately I've been really heavy on the geopolitical stuff. Uh, At the beginning of my podcast, I used to be... uh, a little bit more over the, all over the place. Uh, then I wanted to niche down a little bit because uh, I've been a libertarian for the last uh, couple of years, you could say. Still expanding my ideas. Still expanding what I really, uh, truly believe on every topic because I don't want to be a super partisan when it comes to everything. Obviously, I have my red button issues, uh, my points of no return, as we all do. And I, like I've said many times, I respect everyone's opinion. I respect everyone's ideas. As long as you don't try to force me to believe uh, what you want me to believe, you can lay your... your um, Rebuttals. You can lay your groundwork for your ideas, but do not uh, think that everyone's an idiot or stupid or just plain wrong because they don't believe what you believe. Um, listen, folks. I gotta touch on a couple of topics. Uh, and I just want to talk to my fellow uh, social, socialist libertarians. I don't even know how that could be possible because uh, when it comes to libertarianism, uh, we're pretty much pro-capitalist uh, all across the board. At least that's what I thought. And then when I found out that there are certain people that call themselves socialist uh, libertarians, I thought it was a joke. I mean, it's it's pretty much a paradox to me to put those two words together. But that's neither here nor there. Um, all my young people, all millennials, all Generation Z folks that believe that uh, democracy and equality of everything, including outcomes, is the way to go and what we should aim for. Let me just... Get a couple of points across. Now, I looked up communism. I actually looked up communism today. Uh, actually, to be specific, I looked up uh, a communist economy, and it gave me some definition that if you've never heard or you don't know the history of or never. Uh, was told about the history of communism and the countless deaths and and uh, famines that it's caused. You would actually think that communism is, is is a great thing to aim for, uh, specifically 
economic um, the economic parts the economic ideals and goals of communism but down to the nitty gritty down to the layman's terms communism means that not necessarily the resources or uh, what's produced belongs to the people but the means of producing uh, said tools resources um, assets uh, supposedly belong to the people so if there's a lot of gold Nah, in your country, not not to say that the gold belongs to the people. We can't say that in communism. It's more like the mines that produce the gold belong to the people. You know, in idea, in, in the utopian definition of communism. And I was reading uh, a couple of articles uh, over the weekend. That, that spoke about, that touched on oil, oil production, and the demand of oil and whatnot. And I've already had an episode where I've made the point, maybe a little hyperbolized, but I made the point of the price of gas. And what it should really be. Because in a capitalist society, when the free market is working freely, uh, production should uh, lead to, in conjunction with the demand, it should lead to the self regulation of prices without. A state authority. So what? What? What does that mean in layman's terms for folks that are not really economically well-read or savvy or really don't care about that and wonder what the heck I'm talking about? Basically, if I produce something that the people want and it catches fire and the people want more of it, then. I could raise my price because more people want it, meaning someone's going to be willing to pay a higher price for said uh, tool, resource, um, asset, uh, service, etc. And so as I raise my price, the market also is begging for other competitors and like I said without uh, state authority or power or coercion naturally a competitor will spring up and we will begin to offer better prices or better service better tools better resources than mine and then i will be forced to adjust 
whether price wise whether uh, quality wise somehow some way I'm going to have to adjust and offer a better product a better price a better deal better package so that's how the market should work uh, that's how the prices go up and down you know the production the supply and demand and and the free market uh, adjusts the prices you know organically organically so at the end of the at the end of the road uh, of this service of this product of this um, tool the market uh, adjusts to a point where it, it plateaus and unless a revolutionary uh, a revolutionary phase comes about when said product said service uh, improves incrementally Exponentially, I'm sorry. Then the price will plateau, and possibly whoever was smartest, most likely whoever was smartest in uh, not over leveraging the company, not over leveraging uh, the corporation, and and is in better position and more liquid at the time can actually offer to buy up competitors because there's always going to be a competitor a corporation a, an entity that entered the market and over leveraged either paid the top brass too much or borrowed too much and then when the prices plateau the corporation and set company is no longer feasibly uh, profitable so then the best route would be to look for a bigger competitor that's liquid to buy them up and then for them to move on to a different sector of the market or economy or maybe start a new a new corporation or said entity um, so that's basically the gist of it when it comes to free market capitalism now in communism <laughs> the country takes control of of uh, the means of production quote unquote on behalf of the people and whatever it produces the state is supposed to spread about uh, fairly and equally so that everyone is on equal uh, is on an equal foothold. That's what communism is, supposedly. Now, 100 years, beginning, uh, I believe, with Russia and China, uh, Cuba, other areas that have tried communism. What ends up happening is the state takes a hold of the means of production certain areas are forced are coerced are actually obligated to work for 
no profit so that quote unquote the people can be fed uh, etc and then actually what would be the profits go to the top brass and then we have situations like Venezuela even though Venezuela is a very complicated uh, situation complicated uh, geopolitical conundrum for the fact of the matter that they have the largest amount of known oil reserves and many countries worldwide actually have a huge interest in Venezuela including the United States I've touched on this topic before Uh, you've seen top diplomats on air, on video now claim brazenly that it would benefit American oil companies to get uh, access to have access to the Venezuelan oil so that's a uh, peculiar and very particular situation as far as communism goes though that's what happens I mean take a small thing for example cars okay if you nationalize which basically that's what communism is the state takes a hold of the means of production on on, on, uh, using the people as the excuse the nation as the excuse the citizens as the excuse and basically take hold of the means of production so let's say that the country takes a hold of uh, the manufacturing factories of cars in the nation then what happens is everybody supposed to have a car is everyone supposed to uh, line up for their car? Is everyone supposed to expect one or two or three cars depending on the size of your family? Or are they going to regulate the amount of children you can have like China did for a, for a while there? For a good while. Um... I mean, what happens then? I mean, you need scientists to manufacture the technology, to come up with the technology that goes into cars. Do you think that a a scientist with the ability, capability, and talent to ask for a pretty much a blank check in a different country for their ability, uh, you think they're going to stay for the love of their country for free to basically work for free and um, not make a huge profit when they could elsewhere no unless you keep them there by force they're not going to decide to stay in their communist country they're just not it makes no sense They're going to go where their talent and their ability uh, 
will pay them the best. That's that's obvious. So then that means that the true creative entrepreneurs, the true creative scientists, uh, the true creative creatives are going to leave their communist country to where they can get paid the less. So that will drain said country of talent meaning that whatever that country comes up with is going to be subpar anyway now you're behind the ball when it comes to other countries producing mediocre um, mediocre services mediocre uh, tools and resources for the people so now you are uh, with your hand, with your um, back against the wall as a state. So what do you do? Well, naturally, you're going to have to force people to stay and force people to work for the state. Um, China is actually um, figuring out a loophole, though. They. F- they have, uh, for the time being, they found a loophole where they can expect if your con- if your uh, company actually shows prowess, well, the state will back you up in China. The state will fund you, and if you continue to kill it in the technology world or whatever sector of the market you're in, you will continue to get funds from China. So they have found a loophole. And right now, that's what's at stake globally. That's what's at stake for the future. Will the capitalist system in America, which is pretty much a crony capitalist system now the, the it, it might just be too bloated the bureaucracy might just be too big uh communism might just have infiltrated different sectors of our bureaucracy and political um machinery so we might be too far gone unless we pull the reins um so basically it's the United States capitalist system with all its cronyism now versus the capitalist communist system dare I say if that's even a thing capitalist communist system of China and that's basically what's facing off right now um now I read a couple of articles at the beginning, at the, over the weekend. One article said that demands in the third quarter of 2019 uh, concerning oil uh, went through the roof. Compared to, I'm not sure if it was uh, compared to this time last year or compared to the beginning of the year. And naturally it said that China is the one that needs the most oil. So maybe that's why China 
can't really put their neck, I mean their foot on the US on the US's neck because they need so much oil and the US is actually a big 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 uh, oil power player not to mention the fact that the US is tied at the hip with Saudi Arabia the leader in the OPEC cartel so then you have so it's 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 a funny situation because when it comes to oil there's actually a cartel worldwide that decides how much oil should be let out on the market and how much production should be allowed for the upcoming months and half year half month or etc so it's it's that's a communist uh tactic basically to control the output and the production of a commodity is actually a communist tactic so it's funny that oil is basically run on communist ideals worldwide because quote-unquote um, players in the uh, industry are calling for a cutback of oil because there's supposedly a glutton of oil in the market and <laughs> this was um, preceded by a, a, a section in the article that said that the economies worldwide are actually nice and calm because there's a glutton of oil worldwide and then you have this scumbag saying that we need to cut back the production of oil uh, which in turn means that the OPEC nations uh, are not making money or the amount of money they wish to be making because there's too much oil in the in the world available. <laughs> so that's crazy. Like I said, I think that gas should be damn near free. Damn near free. Because there's so much oil available. Technology is always um being innovated when it comes to oil production but no these cartels are have a have the world by the balls when it comes to oil production so that's why I say that this whole Green New Deal is an absolute communist agenda and I have uh, 99.9% uh, assurances that China is a big proponent of this Green New Deal. So let's take a step back. I really wish I knew what we have to do and avoid World War Three. 
I really knew, I really wish I knew how we could navigate these dangerous waters. But for the time being, all I can say is let the free markets be free, please. Do not fall into this socialist, communist craziness because it hasn't worked. All it's done, it's lead to deaths. All it's done, it's lead to more and more famine. And if you think that capitalism strips the middle class of its wealth, communism is twice as bad. Cronyism is terrible, but communism is a death trap. Believe you me. You guys have a wonderful day.